dates. It's kind of bopped around a little bit. Um, but here we are going into Fourth of July weekend, and uh, things are starting to fire up. I think as we look at the leaderboard there, James, it's somewhat of a surprise, is it not? Well, we talked off camera, or camera, <laughs> what a radio headset. I'm right there with you. Yeah, okay. We talked off camera then, I'll say it, um, about we thought Justin Thomas would make the cut. We thought Tony Finau would make the cut. These are big names. Everyone was very excited to be here. Tony Finau won this thing last year. Right. Didn't make the cut. No, so you've got a couple of Taylors uh, on top of the heap right now. Taylor Moore and the Canadian Taylor Pendrith, uh, both at 13 under. And then let's just cut to the chase. Everybody's favorite, Ricky Fowler. Uh, he is, for lack of better terminology, <clears throat> the Tiger Woods of this tournament moving forward. That is to say that the gallery is all over the uh, Rocket Mortgage spokesperson. Oh, yes. And I actually was stationed for my TV shot right by the clubhouse in the front, which is right by 17 and 18 right there. And the cheers that you could hear, and it's because Ricky Fowler eagled 17. Yeah, he's right there at 12 under heading into tomorrow's third round. Ludwig Aberg. Uh, maybe I've uh, never seen. Is it Aberg? I've heard Aberg. Okay. Um, but uh, if you've never seen him swing a club, he is an accomplished European player out of Sweden. And uh, he is at 12 under par. And then I just love this. Adam Shank. What a name for a golfer. You're predestined, are you not? <laughs> no, because he's a professional <laughs> golfer. Uh, he is at minus 11. So uh, basically, folks, what it sets up for is a tremendous uh, weekend of golf. Now, if we can just give Mother Nature to cooperate a little bit because there is a chance of rain tomorrow scattered showers and uh it's not looking good for sunday but who knows i mean that's tough for galleries and people who love golf to stand in the rain but if it's scattered you never know right bring the umbrella keep the rain away um now here's the thing getting uh, to justin thomas and uh you know tony finau not really tony finau because i th i still think he has legitimate game but you know, just in time. Did you watch Full Swing yes. on Netflix? We loved it. Remember we talked. Uh, yes. And uh, there was uh, quite a segment in there with JT. And he was talking about, you know, how difficult this game can be. Although for a long time, he made it look so darn simple. Mm -hmm. um, but for those rank amateurs that love playing the game like ourselves, Jane, you know, maybe to a degree, we take these professional golfers for granted that they're going to perform week in and week out. And somewhere along the way, you just lose it. And Justin's been very public that he's fighting some demons right now. Well, you can get in your head in this game so easily, and obviously more so for amateurs. But, yeah, I mean, if it's in your head that you can't putt, and then, you know, it manifests itself into not being able to sink putts. Well, and uh, that's probably what sunk JT's ship. Uh, through two rounds. A 76 uh, opening round? Well, you know, a little conversation that we'll have a little later in the program with uh, the executive director, Jason Langwell. Um, he just couldn't putt. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that, then you're making your job that much more difficult. Uh, perhaps Tita Green, okay, going to get there, but you got to close the deal. And having had the glorious opportunity, as have you, to play this course, you do not want to take these greens for granted at all. No, 
no. And most of these guys get there in two, right? They all do. But if you sure. can't putt, you can't win a tournament. You can't make a cut of a tournament. <laughs> now, Tony Finau, um, you know, the defending champ, you know, he obviously knows the course. And therein lies, again, the beauty of this game. Because you got a guy that was on top of the mountain a year ago, comes back, and doesn't make the cut. It's not easy, folks, making your money as a professional golfer. No, it is not. I mean, the whole live thing and the PGA, you know, fight, what have you, sure. did make it so they can make a little bit more money. But if you don't make the cut, you don't make any. Well, and uh, therein lies the problem. Oh, and Brent Snedeker. Always appreciated Snedeker's game. Yeah. And I think he may be fighting some demons as well because, you know, you go back five years, he was ultra competitive week in, week out. And uh, he comes to Detroit, our great city, and uh, he fails to make the cut. So, um, No back-to-back champions yet here at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. No, and uh, the interesting thing is y- the field comprised of eight of the top 30 players in the world. And a few of them have left the Some scene. Some of those guys aren't come <laughs> staying for the weekend. You know, yeah. but you know what? I think, uh, and Jason touched on it a little bit, uh, and again, we'll have that for you later. You know, this is the beauty of what this tournament is all about. You, you, you show up, doesn't matter what your resume is, doesn't matter where your world ranking is, you play the golf course. And, you know, I, I love Donald Ross courses. I think, uh, you know, Detroit Golf Club, like many other Donald Ross courses, it's very important to be below the hole. Mm, yes. Um, I actually ran a soundbite in television. Cam Davis won here in 2021. Yes. He didn't make the cut the first couple of years. He's played every year, won it, obviously, and now he's going to play into the weekend. What is he at 10 under right now? He's in the mix, but he said he's learned to love this course. Well, is it one of those deals that if you come here a year ago, Tony Finau adored this golf course? Yes, now, Bryson DeChambeau uh, the year before. Uh, yeah, now now what does Tony think? Of, you know, uh, it is what it is. But at the same time, I think this is the uh, fifth year. In the uh, previous four, maybe uh, three of the previous four, the winning score was somewhere around 23 under. Yeah, I think Nate Lashley was in the teens. I think the lowest was Finau at 26, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. It's not in front of me. So I think, you know, w- when you're putting on a tournament, you don't want it to be a pushover. No. You know, that's what they're saying about the Travelers Championship, right. of course. That, it, it, you know, in fact, Rory came out and said, this is obsolete. This is stupid. And now they're going to shut that down and, and, and redo it. But you want it to be challenging, well, of course. Well, they just keep making them longer and longer. We don't have enough land. Right. <laughs> well, that's where the uniform ball comes in. <laughs> uh, but we are so very happy to be here and have you along with us uh, here on another edition of the Sportsbook. Um, we've got uh, some very interesting golf conversation uh, coming your way. Uh, we're going to sit down with Tom Lang. Tom is the publisher of, of a great, great golf magazine, uh, Michigan Golf Journal. Uh, he's got a lot to say about this great game of golf and other things as well. And uh, I just got to say, you know, when you come out here, you never know who you're going to run into. We're, we're sitting here minding our own business. Right. And I see this big dude walking to the left. Is that Robert Porsche? <laughs> Former Lion DN, 95 and a half sacks while wearing the Honolulu blue and silver. It certainly was him. Looks like he could still do it. Yeah, he's a a big fella. Uh, But, you know, when I'm around him, he trembles. Of course he does. (laughs) Okay. He doesn't? No. 
Um, but it was great catching up with him. He uh, went to South Carolina State, and he is back home in the uh, logistics and trucking business. So, uh, Robert, if you're tuned in, did a radio show with him, too. Who haven't I done already? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but if you're tuned in, great catching up with you, my friend. Uh, all right, we've got everything coming your way. Make sure you leave it here. It's the Sportsbook on 760 WJR. Yeah, heading into round three of year five of the Rocket Mortgage Classic tomorrow. We will uh, take another look at the leaderboard as this program unfolds. Meanwhile, uh, looking forward to this conversation with Mr. Tom Lang. Tom, you see, is the publisher of the Michigan Golf Journal, Mm -hmm. a fine publication if ever there was one. Tommy, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Uh, Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, Let's start with the uh, state of affairs as it applies to the great game of golf in our great state. Um, By recent data, there are a lot of rounds being played in this state where the season is relatively short, sir. For sure. Um, Golf is obviously still hot from after COVID uh, hit us and people wanted to get outside and do something safe and fun. And... uh, we talked a little earlier, prices keep going up, but people oh, yeah. are paying them. But golf courses are working hard to give people a good experience. It's not just a gouging thing. It's you're here to have fun. We're here to entertain you or help you be entertained. And and the conditions of courses are in incredible shape these days. Uh, the weather's been good. A little dry in the this yeah. last spring. But the ones that have good irrigation uh, are, are in fabulous condition. As you have covered so far. And again, going into round three at the Rocket Mortgage Classic tomorrow, Tom. Uh, the leaderboard, does it surprise you at all? Yes and no. I mean, it surprises. It never surprises me that a not famous name leads here. It's nice when, like, uh, Bryson won a couple of years ago and right. Tony, Tony Finau last year. But Taylor Pendrith, who's tied for the lead at 13 under, he's been the, he was the leader last year after all three r- rounds and then finished runner-up. So he must love this course, and he's used to it, so... But Ricky Fowler made a charge today. He climbed 11 spots by shooting seven under. And he was in the group ahead of Michigander Ryan Brem. So Ryan was hearing a lot of cheers when Ricky was scoring well. And you had a chat with Ryan Brem, catching up with the local fella. I did. I When I come here, I, my main goal is to always try to follow the Michigan people. Um, that's part of what my magazine is about. I'm, I'm Michigan News. That's what I want to do. Uh, Associated Press can cover the rest of the tournament, you know, from my point of view, uh, or CBS Sports, whatever. But I like to give people ideas of what's happening to the Michigan people. And he admitted he came into this event in a funk. He missed the cut last week of the Travelers. Um, His dad, when I was walking around earlier today, said he actually has been injured quite a bit recently. So trying to play through those things, and he just was glad he was scoring some birdies today. And he shot three under for a total five under for the tournament and uh, All right. he made the cut so that's how you make money uh, speaking of local guys the lockmore club pro kyle martin played in this because he won the P- michigan pga professional so i did a little story on tv on him like granted i g- go to lockmore so i know him quite well but it was right. a nice story when these guys get to play with sure. the pros he had his family out sure. here he did not make the cut but what a fabulous two days for someone local to play here yeah, the Michigan PJ is always good about that, letting their champion from the prior year uh, be in this event. Well, the, the tournament allows it, so yeah. that's it's not up to the Michigan PGA, but that's just a really nice perk. Yeah, it was nice for him. And we were discussing earlier, Tom, uh, this game of golf is very, very difficult 
the most important distance in the game is the six inches between your ears. For sure. And once you lose that, then this tough game becomes even tougher. You take a look at it, Justin Thomas. Mm -hmm. A ton of success at this Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Tony Finau, the defending champ. Uh, he's gone. Brent Snedeker, we brought up him. Mm -hmm. He's had success playing this game. Absolutely. And you just got to perform week in and week out. But once you lose the edge, right. now what? Exactly. No, I was talking, again, to Ryan Brem's dad, and we were talking about this exact topic that you put people on pedestals that have a, you know, a good tradition of playing well, and when they don't, you think, what the heck is wrong? But that's golf. That's, that They're describes, human beings. That describes right. the sport of golf. It comes and goes so infrequently. I go to a lot of high school state uh, finals and whatnot, and some kid comes from out of nowhere that no one's heard of and is in the top five, sometimes wins it, where the guys who should be like, uh, Mr. Golf quality are lucky to get a top five some years. So it's really interesting. Uh, you know, when you take a look at the PGA Tour, obviously the marquee guys, they all stand out. We all know who they are. Uh, but you said something interesting at the onset that here at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, Nate Lashley mm -hmm. wins it. And there was a lot of people that were Googling right. Nate Lashley. Well, he had right. quite a story. Absolutely. Great personal story and background. Well, but the Monday qualifier is kind of in the mix. Is he still Quest? Nate Quest? Kest? Quest. He's a Monday qualifier, too. Who? Peter Quest, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, PJ Tour staff just told me he's in the top ten, maybe even higher. Okay. I didn't look at the leaderboard uh, recently. but and I, here's I love a good story. Of, of course. Yeah. Here's a kid that played his golf uh, at uh, BYU uh, out of Provo, Utah. And the other day I was on the air, and I misspoke that he was unranked. He is ranked. 798. <laughs> <laughs> Not ranked in the average golf fan's mind. <laughs> but again, that is, the, look, you're invited to a tournament. Yeah. You participate. Just play. You just play as well as you can. Sometimes they play their best when there's zero expectations. And that's and when they surprise you. Chase Johnson made the cut, the first shipping winner to yes. make the cut in the events three years Good for of, him. of existence. So Excellent. there's a storyline for people to follow. Saw an interview with him. Uh, guy loves playing the game. And, uh, you know, you root for stories like that. Exactly. You know? Um, meanwhile, I want to shift gears here because you are more than just a golf guy, Tom. Correct. Uh, we were talking a little bit ago. Uh, you are also a referee. And it wasn't long ago, Jane, uh, we were talking about in Michigan, there is an extreme shortage. shortage. I've mm -hmm. done the story. Uh, uh, across yeah. the board. And you had some very interesting insight, Tom. Uh, how long have you been doing this now? Well, I've been writing for the Free Press for 30 years, and I was doing a lot of high school sports. Right. Uh, and attending a lot of games. And then when they cut back some budget, I had free time. So I thought, well, I, I think I know this game pretty well. I, I'll try refereeing as well. And uh, so I've been doing that about 12 years. Started out with the local kids in Livonia and the junior leagues and whatnot. But I've worked my way up to high school freshman JV and varsity. Basketball, basketball football, only. No, nope, bas oh, okay. I basketball. chose basketball only. I thought that's the one I knew the most. Okay. And what you were talking about earlier is the shortage of referees is always attributable to how the fans and the coaches react to you. Sure. And they get to a point where they don't want to be yelled at anymore. They're just sick and tired of it. Or the young kids who say, you know, I might give that a try. I played the sport. I think I know the rules. They're afraid to even try. We, right. It's so that's hard a shame. to recruit people. That's a shame. And my feeling is that's due to coaches. 
Coaches set the tone of how the fans are going to react, number one, in an individual game. But if a young kid is playing basketball for their coach and they watch their coach during a game do nothing but uh, crap on a referee and berate a referee and yell at him, and it's okay to ask a question, but how is that not traveling? That's not a question. (laughs) That's a criticism. And actually by uh, rule, no one, no coach, player, or bench personnel are allowed to influence a referee's decision. And when you're yelling and screaming at them, that's trying to influence for your favor. So that's literally breaking the rule, and it's, I blame part of it on referees for not calling technicals enough because we really should or we need to rein it in. But my biggest problem is when a coach behaves poorly and a young kid is sees that for five, six years, however long, long they're in the school. Just team. feeding the fire is what exactly. he's doing. They, when it comes time for maybe them to be a contributing member of society and referee for their local junior uh, basketball leagues or whatever sport it might be, they think back in their head, oh, wait, I don't want to be yelled at like my coach did. And that coach is taking away and stealing from his kids a future in a respectable job to help the community, a respectable job they can earn a little money to make their car payment or whatever. And all I can say to a coach is, how dare you? Mm. How you dare you behave in a way that would scare your kids from ever wanting to be a referee when they get old? Same goes for the parents and how the parents yes. act. I have a little personal, my father-in-law, Mike Dempsey, refereed mm-hmm. forever. I don't know if you know I him. know the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody knows my father-in-law. Yeah. And my husband did it for a long time, mm-hmm. too. It's a nice thing to do, but when it gets so volatile, right. you don't want your loved one doing that. And therein lies the problem. Our mutual friend, Mark Ewell, does a great job running the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Absolutely. The situation, as it applies to uh, officials in every sport across the board, is dire. And uh, because why? What, you're going to pay me 50 bucks to be verbally abused for two hours, two and a half hours, whatever the case may be? It's not worth it. And it's the parents. And I've talked to several coaches about this topic. The parents, for the most part, don't look at their child. And this is a sad statement I'm about to make. Don't look at their child as a student athlete, Mm -hmm. as a son, as a daughter. They're looking at them as a potential meal ticket because Mm -hmm. My son's going to be the next Barry Sanders. My daughter's going to be the next outstanding female athlete. And it's all about the scholarship. And there are no filters anymore Mm-mm. with parents at athletic events. Quick story. Uh, my partners during games, which are random, I, I don't work with any particular one all the time, think I'm crazy. But I actually talk to fans during timeouts. And I joke with them. And I say, does anyone have a question? And if they are honest and they ask me and I give them the answer, they go, oh, I didn't realize that. Right, exactly. And you never hear from them again because they just want to be heard and they want to be That's validated. Yeah. So they don't tell you to go back to Foot Locker? Barely. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally. Occasionally. So uh, in conclusion, Mr. Tom Lang, uh, the state of golf mm-hmm. in our great state of Michigan is extremely healthy. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. And you can read more about it at my uh, website, migolfjournal.com. I uh, just literally posted the July edition about two hours ago. I really enjoy it. I read it Thank every month. Thank you much. I think it's Thank great. You much. Little tidbits. And I'm a golfer, and I love it. And I'm in the business and everything, and there are things I don't know. Oh, it's very interesting. And uh, you got little caveats in there. Because uh, I, w- I would imagine you got your work cut out. Is it just you? Do you, you have a staff, don't you? It's me. A couple of freelancers give me stuff now and then, and my daughter is the designer. 
She's a U.S. Navy veteran and uh, now a stay-at-home mom raising my first grandchild. Oh, cute. And oh, she loves design and photography, and she's designing it. She's, she's the one who just posted it a few hours ago and from if, California. If, <laughs> and getting back to our original uh, topic, if, if you're a player in Michigan and you're waiting for the uh, green fees to come down, I think the wait's going to be a long time. It will be, but I've seen things like Group Golfer, which is about discounts, be more active this year. The last couple of years, they were almost dead because nobody was doing specials or they didn't need tee times to be filled. I think there might be some tee times opening up now because group golfers getting busier trying to sell golf at a cheaper price. All right. Well, from your lips to God's ears. Tommy, thank you for joining (laughs) us. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. The publisher of the great Michigan Golf Journal, Mr. Tom Lang, spending some time with us here as we continue to bring you the sports book here on 760 WJR. Yes, indeed, more sportsbook right here for you on 760 WJR. Steve and Jamie taking care of business at the famed Detroit Golf Club. Uh, round three of the Rocket Mortgage Classic on the horizon tomorrow. Uh, Taylor Moore, Taylor Pendrith uh, at the top at 13 under. Ricky Fowler, he is a presence. He is at 12 under. Then you've got the Swede Ludwig Auberg at 12 under and uh, Adam Shank at 11-under. So uh, setting up to be an exciting weekend of gaff, uh, as usual, here at the Detroit Golf Club. Meanwhile, uh, the Tigers, uh, they just split a series down in Arlington uh, with one of the better teams in baseball, the Texas Rangers. And uh, the Tigers, it's just not a ball game unless a starting pitcher goes down. Oh, my gosh. Reese Olsen, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Line drive to the knee. 104 miles an hour. No big deal. Whatever. Uh, So he leaves in the second inning, and uh, the bullpen reports for duty. And uh, we are back to the Tigers being fun to watch. Are they not? Listen, I know. They're in one of the (laughs) most pathetic divisions in baseball. Okay, we can preface it with that. They are only four games out. And that's what's making it fun for you, not the baseball team. Yes, because Lord knows they've they've had their moments. Uh, but at the same time, what I appreciate, they're very gritty. A.J. Hinch has them playing some pretty gritty baseball. Don't, do you agree with I'll that? I'll give you that. And they don't give up, and they're having fun at least with what they've got. But they continue to have injuries. Matthew Boyd, Will Vest, Reese Olson. Well, I feel really bad for Matthew Boyd. Uh, you know, going Tommy John. Uh, even though they've come a long way in medicine with that particular procedure, you're still looking at a year plus. Yeah. Um, that being said, Casey Mize is starting to throw. They're going to be getting healthier here. They got Matt Manning come back. Fiedo has a rehab coming up. Yeah, and uh, Riley Green uh, isn't far. He's hitting. He's throwing. The problem is with that femur issue is running. But uh, should be an interesting Fourth uh, of July weekend here. The uh, Tigers, you see, are in Denver to take on an abysmal Rockies team. Yeah. But anytime they play a team they should win, they don't. Well, we'll see if Michael Lorenzen can take care of business tonight. Uh, first pitch from Denver, 810. You ever been to Coors Field? Is that, is that still what it's called? I've been outside of it. Looks cool. It's right downtown. It is just beautiful. It really is a nice facility. Then you walk out. And there's just a real party atmosphere yeah, in Denver. Yeah, it's in like a neighborhood that looks super fun. Um, the Rockies, let's see here. 
They're 32 and 51. Mm-hmm. So, uh, see if the Tigers can uh, take advantage of that. Good news, Torkelson. Multi home run. Day. Yeah, he's swinging the bat okay, you know? That's good. Yes. yes. Because, you know, uh, coming up on the trade deadline, there's been some threads of, you know, maybe, maybe Scott Harris. Scott Harris didn't draft him. That, you know, he could probably get a little something-something for him based on potential and, and, and what he's done, his body of work this year, which is far better than last year. So, I don't know. See, the the problem is, Eventually, you want to be good. And how much faith does Scott Harris have in Torkelson moving forward? Well, Scott Harris said he was going to take this year and evaluate who he has in this organization. So that's happening. Oh, it is happening. And uh, you know what? If uh, Torque continues to uh, do what he's doing, uh, you know, I think good things are going to happen because you can't get – get rid of a guy again because someday you want to be good you want to be a contender and uh it's all part of the process i would imagine I, I, please don't be sellers again i need one of these teams to do well we got the lions yes. on the horizon yes the lions on the horizon uh did you read did you hear that hbo <laughs> reached out to the lions yeah about they want them back a, a little sequel which is unprecedented and I don't think it's happening. Uh, it's looking like the uh, New York Jets are going to be on uh, that particular program. Robert Sala. And that uh, Aaron Rodgers dude. Right, that guy. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, but they didn't want it. I think because they've done it, it was a huge distraction at the time, and they don't want that again. They're trying to win a division. Yeah. It, it could be a distraction. I can see how that could be the case. But, you know, the way the Lions handled it last year, it really turned out not to be much of a distraction. Well, I think it was in that every question we're asking these guys about it and they have to talk about it all the time. I don't think they want that this year at all. Their business. Well, Lions off until training camp late July. We're going to blink, and that's going to be here, and then we're going to be off and running college football right around the corner. Of no, course. then it's fall. Don't rush summer. Ah, okay. But here's the thing. My dad, God rest his soul, was a firm believer, and I think to a degree I have subscribed to the theory over a period of time that once you get to the 4th of July, summer's over. Oh, my gosh. That's what my mom, who we call Debbie Downer, she's like, well, summer's over. See that? It's like, mother, it's July 4th. <laughs> See that? <laughs> So enjoy that potato salad come it's the 4th of July. It's not over until the mid-September. We've got yeah. time to golf. Relax. All right. Okay. Uh, did you watch the uh, latest incarnation of the match? No. Uh, I was out to dinner with some lovely ladies last night. Yeah. Then you spared yourself watching some pretty bad golf. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. Okay. Uh, beautiful course. I think it was in uh, Vegas. Um, and I always heard Steph Curry was a stick. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, he had some wonderful shots, but also sprayed it. Uh, I felt good about my game watching him do that. I'll point out Patrick Mahomes is pretty good. Anyway, Mahomes and Kelsey won. Uh, but on hand, uh, you had, uh, Von Miller for the NFLers mm -hmm. and you had, uh, Draymond Green for the, uh, NBAers. Okay. And at this particular point in time, you know, Draymond Green, 
you know, he's always talking smack, and he was doing a fine job of it last night. He's such a character. Um, but then we find out today, NBA free agency underway. Four years, 100 mil to stay with Golden State. Yeah, he's going back. <laughs> he was never leaving. And, uh, you know, they, uh, the, the powers that be with Golden State, and Steph Curry has talked about it, that they want him back. Jordan Poole's gone, so there's not going to be the a, little, a, a, the little skirmish. Scuffles. yeah. Little uh, rematch, if you will. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Draymond, if, if I'm a professional athlete, I want a guy like Draymond on my team. Because as long as you're friends. Right. Yeah. And he's not punching me in the face. Yeah. But, he, but he stirs the you-know-what. And I think you need that. And, you know, it was after they won the championship last year. We were in East Lansing uh, for Michigan State football. Yours truly on the sideline. And Draymond's there. So He loves Michigan State. He comes oh, back a lot. Oh, the relationship he has with Izzo to this day. Strong. Is, yeah. yeah, very strong. I like strong. that about him. But he comes back. He doesn't. But, I think he goes to Saginaw, too. Yeah, he's uh, he's all over the place. But I, I see him there. He's with his family, and I, I, I got nothing to lose. Hey, Draymond, uh, introduce myself, you know, Spartan Media Network, and then grab you for a few seconds here, sideline thing. Yeah, man. He was so gracious. It was unbelievable. I love that. Yeah, very gracious. So, all right, uh, coming up before we leave, uh, I, I, I was very rude and barged in to uh, Sean Belisian, my good friend, his sports rap program, because he had Jason Langwell on, the tournament director here. Does such a great job. He's so busy, busy, yes. busy. That dude. He's on top of it. Unbelievable. So I barged in mm -hmm. to the interview Sean was doing with him. And uh, we're going to play it for you uh, because uh, Jason, as usual, has some great insight. We'll have that as we continue with the sports book here on 760 WJR. It has been our pleasure here at 760 WJR to uh, bring you some of the flavor. That is the Rocket Mortgage Classic, but I assure you it takes a village to make these broadcasts possible. Ray Templin, the man on the uh, buttons and things he got over there, I don't know. Gadgets. The whole deal. <laughs> uh, and our account executive extraordinaire, Ava DiMaggio, uh, working very, very hard. Appreciate it, Ava. Uh, gets an off day tomorrow to uh, breathe for a little bit. Good, good. Well, you know what it's like, you being the big TV gal you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. takes a I'll be here all weekend, but I like it. That's why I do it. This is fun. I love golf. I just watched Colin Morikawa and Ricky Fowler sign every, you know, flag and golf ball and hat that the kids wanted. So I'm happy about that. See, that's why uh, those players are beloved, because they don't only do that here in Detroit. They do that everywhere they go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Ricky Fowler... Um, you know, he's got quite a following and, uh, you know, still in search of his first major, but he is a very likable dude. Yeah. And he just seems like a good guy. He took selfies with the kids. It's great. Meanwhile, um, I'm going to play tomorrow, supposed to anyway, if Mother Nature cooperates, uh, this big uh, 4th of July spectacular. Wow. So I got to go get my game face on. Yeah. You know what that means? Oh, yes. A <laughs> couple of... Uh, MLs, uh, think about what I'm doing. Right. Type thing. Right. There's always MLs. Of course. Never H2O. Well, I got some H2O here. Uh, right. Because. <laughs> I made you. <laughs> and then you also pointed out there are no MLs. It is what it is. Anyway, uh, before we go, uh, I promise you, you're going to rerun the interview. Uh, Sean Belizean, my buddy. Uh, on Sports Wrap started with Jason Langwell, the tournament director, 
and I rudely butted in. Um, but there's some valuable information here. So uh, here we go. Uh, Jason Langwell, executive director of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, kindly joy- joining us. And uh, Jason, what a, what a fantastic day two out here. I mean, what, what more could you ask for? You have uh, Pendrith going crazy on, on, on the front nine. You have Ricky doing what Ricky did and, and, and making some of the galleries go crazy. You couldn't ask for much more here on day two. Unbelievable cut day. Um, and it's going to be an interesting cut. Uh, great. Uh, yeah, some of the best energy we've had. Um, in our, our five years here on, on Friday. Uh, fans were incredible, just real great spirit out there, um, great attendance. Saw a lot of youth out there. I feel like I saw a lot more youth this year than we ever have. Was, that was encouraging as well. Uh, and just setting up for a, you know an unbelievable weekend. It's going to be interesting to see if we're going to have a big cut or small cut uh, here between four or five under, I think, four or five. Yeah. Four more? Yeah. Four more need to get to five to make it five. Um, yeah. It's going to be close if it, um, on that. If it doesn't show you again how, how difficult it is to play in, in a tournament like this. I mean, yeah, you can you can have two good rounds and miss the cut. Yeah. I mean, point yeah. blank. That that goes That's to show you. Here. Yeah? Yeah. Man, Davis Thompson just got the five, so it's it's three more. Yeah, it is. And um, and look, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, going home that, you know, didn't play their best. Tony and JT, I talked to them on the way out. Um, they're obviously – you know, disappointed to, to not be playing the weekend that couldn't talk more about the incredible experience they had um, and how much they enjoyed the Shinola and how much they enjoyed the restaurants and um, the entire experience. I mean, I'm Detroit Golf Club, a chef here, um, Chef Darnell, did an unbelievable job with the food, does an unbelievable job with the food. Uh, caddy experience is elevated. Caddy food is elevated this year. Um, beautiful new redo to the, to the grill upstairs that the players raved about in the families. So... You know, even though they didn't play well, you know, guys like that are leaving here with a smile on their face saying, hey, um, you know, Tony actually grabbed a travel bag. He'd, he'd um, forgotten his travel bag, so we grabbed him one out of the Detroit Golf Club. I said, you can bring this back with you next year and <laughs> keep the receipt on it. So I'll, I'll bring it back. So, um, yeah, yeah, so just uh, it's, it's been a really exciting day and um, one that continues, and it's going to be really interesting to see over the next 20, 25 minutes where this cut shakes out. And regardless, we're going to have a leaderboard that's incredible with – you know, players that have played well here historically, and Taylor Moore, uh, Taylor, you know, Pendrith, Pendrith as well. Pendrith's yeah. a guy who's played very well here. He was in the final group last year, right? Um, and then you've got some big names in Colin uh, and, and Ricky and, you know, future big names and a guy like Ludwig. Yeah. Ludberg, who, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not allowed to, to, to game on any of this, but I would, you know, he, he's somebody that I would watch out for this weekend. He's got a lot of horsepower and is playing great and loves this place and, coming fresh off of a, you know, Morgan Wallen concert last night. So he's, he's all fired up, and um, I, I think it's going to be an incredible weekend. Ludwig's such a great story, too. I mean, for people out there that don't know, I mean, it's Swedish golf, right? You know, get the, get the ideas of the snow and the ice and everything. To TCU, to really being a solid young player, and as you mentioned, a guy to keep an eye on. Forget about the future. This weekend, no, keep an here. eye on him. This weekend, yeah, no, he's here. I mean, he showed last. I mean, weekend last few weeks. I mean, he's just played in a handful of tour events as a professional. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he was in the mix early on last week, and he's definitely in the mix right now. I mean, he finished up. Looks like he finished at twelve, so he's going to be uh, right there. He's going to be right there, and and, and one back. So I don't think anyone's going to catch it up there. So yeah, so we'll have uh, more in Pendrith, and and then uh, Fowler and. Auburn. So yeah, it's uh, well, 
This is an unbelievable leaderboard. I mean, you guys like Adam Shank and others that have really enjoyed playing here. Peter Quest, who we provided a sponsor exemption to in 2020, and I was with him on the putting green, and he's, I'm like, so what do you think of this trip? And he's like, well, there's a lot more fans. <laughs> like, yeah, we didn't have any in 20. And he's like, but he goes, these guys are loud because this is really good energy yeah. out here. He's like, and he was all surprised. You know, I came out here to practice on the Pro-Am day. I couldn't believe how many people were out here. Yeah. You know, and he's playing a number of tour events. So he, you know, um, you know, a guy like that. Uh, it's interesting to see him out there. And he's already had. He said, "Look, I was really fortunate. You were able to give us, give me an opportunity to play here last time because I learned a lot, and I'm applying that this time." And and so um, excited to see what he does this weekend. I just want to jump in. I apologize, Sean. No, I'm going to be on with ahead. Jamie with the sports book from seven to eight. A lot of times where you're going to spin it off the front of these greens, they're going to just trickle off the side. Um, and the rough is very thick around there. And, and I remember a couple of years ago, before we really brought the rough up around the greens, the, when we did made and went to that move, they said, you know, I was following them on the way out of here on a night like this. Like the reason I'm going home slamming my trunk here is because of what you did around the greens with that. He goes, sure. I, I used to have Nate Spilly easily get up and down. Now instead of a two footer, I've got a seven footer. I'm missing that a couple times. And that's the difference between six under and three, four under Absolutely. and going home. So it really is. It really is that, and Tony and JT did not putt well. Justin flat out said, he goes, I just, you know, I'm just not dealing with the putter right now, and that puts other pressure on my game, and um, he's, he's got to go work on that. So, but yeah, you, you've got to be able to make putts out here. Um, these guys are going to have shorter irons in their hands. They're going to have a lot of looks. you got to convert. This is awesome because I'm watching everything. Is, as Jason said, we have 20, 25 minutes left. Everything's happening in real time, so everybody's on their phone out here. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. There's oh, like yeah. a buzz. You're looking around. Everybody's on their phone. Jason, uh, plenty of incentive to get out here the next couple days. Uh, tell people how they can be a part of what should be a historic weekend. Yeah, get to rocketmortgageclassic.com as fast as possible. Tickets are Going quickly, we're approaching a you know we're approaching a sellout um, on the weekend. So, but we do have limited tickets still available. You do need to get your parking in advance. You can't pay there at Wayne State when you pull up. So just jump online, it's twenty bucks, and grab some parking and then come out and watch what is going to be a great leaderboard. And also, as I've said before, we get the best collection of experiences that we've had out here as well. Great viewing decks, uh, and our fan zone has been just hopping. And it's great to see youth and kids in there. All kinds of fun activations. So encourage everybody to go and grab their tickets and get out here and watch you know to your point which as we celebrate our fifth anniversary we think our, our best event yet yeah well nope. and just for the record uh i have already supplied mother nature with a substantial bribe oh that's all i'm saying thank you <laughs> i appreciate that doing what i can yeah, makes two of us right. so, yeah. the executive director out here rocket mortgage classic jason langwell thanks for your time as always i'm sure we'll see you over the weekend it's going to be a great weekend looking forward to it great thanks guys all